BLS before law school. Um, <laughs> so I would. Well, I, I don't know that that's going to catch no, on. Just give me, <laughs> temper your expectations a little bit. Thank you, Felicity. Nothing I ever say catches on, so it's okay. I'm, I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make it work. We'll make it work. I'll drop it here and there. Oh, okay. BLS. BLS, baby. Yeah. <laughs> You come up with a better one then, please. Oh, God. <laughs> the gauntlet has been thrown. <laughs> Welcome to What's Law Got to Do With It? A lighthearted look at life in law school. I am Professor Richard Haig. And I'm 3L law student Felicity Redan. Felicity, how are things today? Things are going well. Really? Going just fine. Okay. No, just, just, just fine? same as usual. Oh, well, okay. Which is good, though, usually, isn't it? Well, minus my ever-existing sense of existential doom, yeah. <laughs> we all have that, though. That's, that's background <laughs> just, noise, right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, well, and today, I, it's, is it going to be hard to talk about this podcast without saying that today was the throne speech and Felicity was filling me in on what happened, but we don't need to get into that for this podcast, because that's again, takes us away from a lighthearted look, I think, doesn't it? No, and between this and uh, me telling everybody that I read Bertha Wilson's biography, I think we're just giving our listeners a really clear image of how much of a law nerd I am. Uh, we won't tell them that I assigned you that book. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, as always, we have a guest, and uh, Felicity and I banter sometimes too much, but we need to get on to the guest, and so... I Emily Cott, welcome to the show. Why don't you introduce yourself for us, please? Hi, my name is Emily. I am a 2L at Osgoode Hall. And not sure what else you need to know about me. <laughs> I think that's all. Do you have a cat? I do have a cat. He is very vocal. He may make an appearance. So please ignore. <laughs> we can only hope. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, that's a start. Anyway, we we'll might might delve into your character a bit more as we go. But we do need to know your uh, a movie or a TV show that you love that relates to law. I am a little embarrassed, um, but I stand by it. It is Legally Blonde. <laughs> no, no need to be embarrassed. No, that's that's I, some cinematic gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that even so. <laughs> Richard has seen almost nothing. Yeah, so I, I, that's pretty good. If you, yeah, if you, if you've named something I've seen, it must be good. Thank you. Have you seen both? <laughs> One and two. No, I did see the musical version um, oh. last winter before everything happened. Hold it, hold <laughs> and it. theaters I, are still a thing. I did yeah, not. We're know. gonna need to back up yeah. on this for a second. <laughs> Hang on. I did not know there was a musical version. Did you, Felicity? I had no idea. No, I'm so, going to need you to paint us a little more of a word picture of what that was like. Yes, please. It do. was a good time. <laughs> was it the exact plot line of the movie or was there like more songs? I can't imagine. I mean, there were a lot of songs. songs, a lot of songs. <laughs> and it was just, you just leave with a smile on your face. So it was a good time. <laughs> Perfect match, because you both have such great tasting clothes. Of course he will 
Was this in, where was this that you saw this? It was at Hart House um, downtown. Oh, yeah. Okay. My friends took me um, because they had sort of seen me sort of devolve into a stressful <laughs> version of myself after the first semester of 1L. Um, and they knew my grade release was coming up. So they were like, come here. Just like, let's, let's watch a musical. <laughs> uh, I'm going to get kicked off as the co-host of this podcast because that was the most beautiful segue I have ever heard. <laughs> yeah, um, go ahead, Felicity. Oh, I was going to say, we had you on, Emily, to talk a little bit about your, your 1L experience and your pandemic life. So I think you just did that segue for us so perfectly. Yeah, <laughs> you did, you did. All right. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, what would you like to know? I feel like you've had a few guests already. Is there anything you would like me to talk to more? Well, since you opened that up, I assume you've listened to the other guests. So you should be able to figure out something to say that they have not said. Is that, can I put it back to you? <laughs> All right. Um, I think I went into the pandemic part of 1L, perhaps with less of a sense that it was unprecedented than other people maybe, because I grew up in Hong Kong. So when the email started going out about school shutting down, I just thought back to, I think 2003 when the SARS, um, when SARS was really big in Hong Kong. So I was a lot younger then, um, but I remember being pulled out of school as well and having to stay home as well and people suddenly wearing masks and all that stuff happening. Um, so in a weird sense, I was sort of like, oh, we're doing this again. Let's go. <laughs> oh, that's good. That is so, definitely a unique perspective. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nobody else that we know has had that so far anyway. So even though you were only, did you say three? Or three? Um, I think I was five, so you, six. So you remember remember it well, though, obviously. I do. I do. Um, I think as a kid, though, I sort of didn't quite fully grasp um, what was going on. Um, I think I was just like, oh. Great, no school. <laughs> um, but a really vivid memory that I do have is when we did start coming back to class. Um, we had music lessons because I was on primary school at the time. And I remember because we were all wearing masks, our music teacher had to point out some people and be like, you're not singing. And I know that you're not singing even though your mask is on because your forehead isn't moving. <laughs> I don't get to do that with my law classes right now. <laughs> so yeah, you hate it when those law students don't sing along. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if I go to the Legally Blonde musical, then they won't. <laughs> so that so it prepared you in a sense, deep in the recesses of your brain, you had this preparation. But obviously, it's different when you're an adult in university versus a kid going to music class. So. <laughs> Yeah. Any tips, pointers for, cause it's, we are going through this, probably this full academic year at some law schools anyway, including Osgood, where there won't be much face-to-face con -face contact. Uh, yeah, so yeah, you have that, sure. you have that experience. What can you, how can you advise people? Um, I think the biggest thing for me is sort of the sense that it will end at some point, um, that despite every, with everything going haywire and things going into lockdown and, the normal pace of life changing, that there is another end, like there is an end to the tunnel. Um, I remember I was actually having a conversation with a coworker over the summer who was sort of, I think, wondering whether things would ever quite fully return to normal, um, especially because I think all the precautions about washing your hands and sanitizing everything just sort of makes you realize 
we were kind of really unsanitary before. <laughs> like the TTC, um, I think when they started cleaning it, I was like, wow, like the floor was that color <laughs> originally. Um, but yeah, I think just the biggest thing is that there will be a return to normal. Um, we just got to do our part and get there. It's good advice. We have to ride it out. You have to be patient, right? Uh, and that's for sure is going to happen because it looks like we're into... Yeah, second wave currently. And yeah, maybe... it's a full-on second wave. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, well, I, I think that's... So, Sorry, go ahead, Felicity. So I have a question, I guess, in light of that. It's going to end, and we're in a full-on second wave. So that together kind of leads me to it's not going to end this year. Um, so if I can take your sunny disposition on this and, and just kind of bring, bring us all back down <laughs> a little bit here, um, I wonder, um, and Richard, you can just cut this part out of the podcast if you don't, if it's not lighthearted enough for you. Um, but something that I think is just so unique to your year, um, is how you guys have experienced grades and pass fail, um, and sort of just like what your take is on all of that. And if you feel any differently about it now in our second wave. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think in terms of grading, um, I was, I remember we were all sort of waiting with bated breath to sort of see what Osgood's policy would be on that. Um, I personally think that one of the, I think that a lot of the anxieties around grades and how firms will look at grades um, really does like put a big focus on the view that sort of we are ultimately um, going through law school being produced into like nice little commodities for our firms to retain. Um, I felt it was kind of surreal to sort of be in this whole thing and have people getting very sick and dying and, you know, parents have to deal with their children um, who suddenly don't have school anymore and are home all day and they're working from home and we're all running around yelling about grades. It felt kind of like there's like a bigger picture there and I'm sure that it was something that firms will definitely acknowledge when it does come to the hiring process. So I'm not, I don't know, I think I'm not super concerned um, personally with sort of how that pans out. Um, I think also keeping in mind that the OCI process has been pushed back and that we will have our second, our first semester of second year um, to sort of have those grades in and be evaluated as well. Um, I don't know. I think I was sort of just like, trusting that the firms will understand that these are unprecedented times. Although I'm not sure how much more frequently we can call it unprecedented at this point. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, but yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't that, know if that was coherent at all. <laughs> that was, and uh, it, it, Felicity's description of you of having a sunny disposition was just reinforced, I think, with that answer. Because it seems to me that you're trying to, trying to treat this as a yeah, it's it. Look, it's not the greatest, but it's not the end of the world either. And you have to just roll with it, right? Which is, I think, re the only way to really come out of this in in a way that you'll feel satisfied is to to, to adopt that kind of view. So I'm I'm I think you'll you'll be fine. You can trust me I on agree. this. You can be fine. <laughs> I agree. And I think you raise a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just like the cold calling, right, Richard? <laughs> look out. Uh, well, that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> you were burned by Richard once before, so no, we'll see. No, we'll no, see no, this no. time. But no, I think you raise a really good point about uh law school generally being a bit of a conveyor belt of little student commodities and 
And maybe this will shift a little bit how we think about that and, and what we value it at school. And I think that's great. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> Very good. What else can you tell us about first year non-pandemic related? How was just what, what's your impressions of law school in general uh, now that law you're school? a wise second year? A wise second year. Um, law school, I think, felt a lot more like high school than I was expecting it to. Um, which I feel like is <laughs> a common response. I, <laughs> I think, I don't know, it was a big shift for me because I, well, I came here, I came to Toronto for my undergrad, which I did at the University of Toronto. Um, and I majored in criminology and ethics. Um, I used to have a go-to fun fact um, where I was like, I'm taking both these majors and I'm never going to go to law school, by the way. <laughs> so I hope I don't say anything today. <laughs> um, I think I just had a, a lot of professors who were just really cool, um, doing really awesome progressive work and they were lawyers. And I was like, oh, there's a space for that in the discipline. Um, anyway, sorry, I digress. Um, I... What was the question again? I'm so sorry. <laughs> Your impression of law school being just like high school. Right. Um, so I think in both my majors, it was sort of a very, um, a space in which a lot of us sort of had very similar views on the criminal justice system. Um, a lot of us sort of had, like we all had our little undergrad bubbles um, and it was strange going into law school and sort of having to rebuild those networks again. Um, it, yeah, it felt a lot like high school because you see the same people every day. Um, and we were all taking the same classes. And I think one thing that I really missed was sort of having that agency and picking my classes and sort of being able to take classes that I wanted to take. Um, I do understand that they're all foundational and they're all important and all that. Um, but I think that was a big thing that I missed and perhaps a reason why I didn't connect super strongly um, with some of the materials in some of my classes mm -hmm. um, in first year. So the, the question that then comes to my mind, which can, both of you can answer, Felicity, from third year perspective, you from second, do, does it change though? Uh, because does the high school-ish aspect of it change when you do get into your upper years where you do get to pick your courses and you do end up with different people in your classes? Or has the, the high school part cemented itself in so well that uh, there's just no escaping it? Uh, I'm curious to know. Felicity, I think you should go first because sure, I don't yeah. have Zoom <laughs> too well. That's fair. Yeah, I can go first. Um, I think there is a little bit of you're taking things that are a little more interesting to you and you're not sort of like with the same little clique of people that you're always with, like you are in first year. Um, and I, I'm not sure if that's necessarily it or if it's also um, like after 1L and just you kind of start developing a life in the city that you're living in. At, like outside of law school. Um, so I stayed in Toronto for my 1L summer and worked here. I had also done grad school here. So I sort of had a non-Osgood life. Um, and after 1L, I had time to breathe and like reconnect with that. So I'm not so much sure that it was the change in Osgood that made it feel a little less high school so much as I became a better, more well-rounded person again, starting in 2L. Um, and I think that was I felt like a grown-up again. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the point that I was reaching for and didn't quite make. It was sort of the idea that like I had interests um, that were not law school interests. Um, I feel like you talk a lot with them. Um, it's easy to get caught up in the bubble and you're sort of only talking about the law all the time. Or then you do extracurriculars and they're law-related extracurriculars. and Or they're you, drinking extracurriculars, but with law yeah. students. <laughs> <laughs> 
all part of that high school experience then. Exactly. That, yeah. So we always think of, I, I, well, I think of this when people say the high school aspect, I think of it as a pejorative thing that it's, it's kind of a negative because you've, you know, you've gone to high school, then you go to undergrad and that takes, that's, that's just much improved. That's a whole different thing. It's so much more worldly and wise. And then now you're back in high school. So it seems pejorative, but maybe it's not right. Maybe there are some really good aspects to that first year experience. Felicity, I think nodding there's, and, yeah, oh, I think both there's something to, uh, to having a group of as much as it kind of sucks to be around the same people all the time. It's also just a little bit like nice to have someone to commiserate with and to have someone 100%. like a little bit of a safety net. So you don't just feel like you're constantly like crazy. Somebody who's, had, <laughs> yeah, who's going through exactly the same experience as you or close to it anyway. Yeah. Emily, it was nice. Yeah. yeah. I think that's sort of the reason why I ended up drifting away a little bit from my undergrad friends in first year, because it was just easier to talk with people who were in my section because you don't need to do the whole explaining of like, oh my gosh, like this happened in contracts and like, this is contracts. And also this is a tort. Um, but anyways, like this is what happened. And it was really funny, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. uh, and are you managing to maintain some of those like close connections and those things with your law school friends as you're in now? Zoom too well? How does that how does that change? I think I've noticed that I need to be a lot more intentional with maintaining friendships, um, especially I think over the summer. Um, and now I'm sort of nervous about the upcoming, like as soon as things get cold outside, because a lot of what I did with friends was sort of message them, be like, hey, like I found this park nearby. Do you want to walk there together and just sort of have a chat? Um, so a lot of my connecting was done outside, and now as the weather slowly gets colder, although it is really warm today. <laughs> um, I worry about um, what that human connection will look like, because um, I think you do lose a lot over Zoom. So um, it might just be me. <laughs> no, I, I look, it is definitely going to be harder, I think, to maintain that. And I, I'll just, my own experience, I, I don't have too many regrets in life, but I, my, I went away to law school. And so I kind of abandoned most of my undergraduate friends. I have one really good friend from my undergraduate days, but all my other friends currently are basically from law school. And I kind of wish, yeah, that I had maintained some of those contacts from before, before BLS, before law school. Um, <laughs> So I would. Well, I, I don't know that that's going to catch no, on. Just nothing. give you, just <laughs> temper your expectations a little bit. Thank you, Felicity. Nothing I ever say catches on, so it's okay. I'm I'm fine with that. <laughs> we'll make it work. We'll make it work. I'll drop it here and there. Oh, okay. BLS, BLS, baby. Yeah. <laughs> you come up with a better one, then, please. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> the gauntlet has been thrown. <laughs> Uh, no, but I, you know, it must not, it's not possible always to, to retain those, those earlier friendships, but I think if you can, you, you should. And a part of it is to just, it's a great way to escape the law school bubble. Right. And, and I do think that there's an importance value in that. So then this That's show a is useful thing for our listeners who may be thinking about coming to law school or starting it off. Uh, don't abandon your friends. Yeah. BLS, yeah. your BLS friends. <laughs> there you go. I've now used it. But that's part of what this podcast is all about, is advice about, you know, what is it about law school that's going to change you, but you need to retain, I think, or try to retain some of those other things that law school uh, doesn't add to your life. So Tries to seep away from your soul. <laughs> <laughs> 
Just kidding. We love law school. Uh, law school's great. <laughs> well, and it's only three years. By the time you're out, you'll forget about it, right? You, you'll just have it's the people that you met that will stay with you, not the not the institution. The, the friendships you made friends. along the way. <laughs> I am stuck at the institution. You two may not be. So. That's true. Felicity, do you want the last question or shall I? Oh boy. What's a, what's a good last question? Oh, okay. I like it when you put me on the spot like that. All right. Okay, Emily. So one last question on that note to, to round things off here. In, in terms of keeping your BLS friends um, and maintaining that life, um, do you have any any little favorite things that you, you said you did your undergrad in Toronto? So anything that you would suggest kind of hanging on to? Oh, you got to smile. I feel like this is going to be good. <laughs> no, I'm smiling because my brain is processing <laughs> this question. <laughs> That's good that you smile when your brain processes. <laughs> I think I have a different look. <laughs> I think I'll give you an example if that's helpful. Okay, that'd be <laughs> <Okay>. great. <laughs> so when I started law school, the one thing that I was like, I am definitely going to keep doing this. I used to play uh, on a, I swear to God, competitive Quidditch team. What? <laughs> yeah. With the flying broomsticks. I swear to God. Yeah. It's a thing. YouTube it. Know it's a whole new world. Existed. Yeah. I do see them playing it on the front campus at U of T. I would always walk by because I had, I would have class when they had practice, I guess. And I was like, oh. What never the, joined. What the hell's going Biggest on at regret. U of T? They have <laughs> U of T has musicals or legally blonde. They have competitive Quidditch. What a weird place. It's Hogwarts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was my one. Uh, I don't know if you could say tether to reality, oh, but something yeah, in yeah. that vein. Is that going to help you, Emily? That? <laughs> I think, you know what? It is making me think of something. I think you should find, like, remember one thing that you used to do in your BLS life um, and something that has no value on a resume, honestly, and just hold on to it and just keep doing it. Um, like for me, I think it's photography. I really like taking photos and they're honestly not very good, um, but I do have a great time taking them. Um, so yeah, like keep going. I, would, I still keep going out with my friends and we go take photos just at the park of each other, just things that people are never going to see and just do it because you like doing it and for no other reason. That's fantastic. Now I have to ask though the final question. Is it on your resume that you like photography? Should I put it on there? Well, I don't know if it's no, useful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you put it said, on there. Didn't you say it has no value on your resume? So I assumed it's on there, but you don't think it, it has any meaning. I guess I can put it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's I got to say Quidditch is on my resume. Yeah, so. I, that, I love um, that. <laughs> All right. Okay. That's that's a great way to end. Thank you very much, Emily. And uh, good yeah. luck in Zoom 2L. Thank you. 